This business operates on two principles, the carrot and the stick. There's those of us that are tired of getting the stick. That's why there's a secret organization within the WWF, and we're fighting the evil organization push because none of us are getting one, and I'd like to introduce a couple of members right now. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. We already have some laughter. That means it's going to be another banter-filled episode. You can believe it. We are joined by the body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Dees. How you doing, buddy? Mate, I am pooped, to use that phrase. Um, been a long journey back up from Wales today. And, uh, and of course, a lot of wrestling crammed into a short period of time to get myself up to date with what was going on. But I'm feeling good, feeling good. How are you? Oh, wow. I, I don't think I've ever been asked that before. No, I, I've just realized that, yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter how I feel, because we are joined by the Wax Mamba himself, Ryan Waxman. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I'm midway, less than midway, actually, even better, through a little staycation, which was sorely needed. And haven't left the house all day today, and it feels wonderful. So certainly not as exciting as Wales. No, not quite, but, uh, you know, NDG is still lovely in its own right, I guess. <laughs> or my apartment, how more is specifically. The, uh, Jordan, how's the valet and the family? Yeah, they were good. Um, I met some more of the family that I had never met before, and uh, most of them... Unbelievably lovely people. Um, however, English is obviously not their first language, and I don't speak what? Welsh, so uh, a little bit tricky. At is times. that common in Wales? Do do a lot of people speak Welsh as their first language? I think the part of my ignorance. The, no, it's all right. It's at the minute there is a big aim in Wales to get pretty much a third of the country speaking Welsh as the, like their, their first language. Um, so I think they're aiming to get, I think there's about 3 million people that live there. So they're aiming for about a million. And I don't think they're too far off that. I think a lot of people speak Welsh, particularly in the north. Uh, not so much the south, but uh, yeah, I think they're, they're en route for their target. Oh, I like it. Now he's been suspiciously quiet, but he is still here. Always watching, always listening. Well, not always paying attention, but... He is the enigmatic, the charismatic, the Jason. How you doing? It's they hate Jason, you can't replace him. I stay in the lead and they keep chasing. King of the mic, y'all weak when you speak. I'm Brock when I talk, you the Undertaker's streak. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, <is> that, <laughs> was that written down or is that off the cuff? Off the cuff. No, I wrote it down. But <laughs> the, giant, the giant spider near wow. me just woke up too. <laughs> he turns around and was like, oh, is that Eminem in the room? Yeah. Like, <laughs> How do you feel about spiders? Uh, I love them and I want to be surrounded by them all the time. <laughs> so your favorite video game of all time is The Witcher 3. You've played it multiple times and it's an extremely long game and you always try to complete it 100% every time. That's right. Except for one part in particular. <clears throat> Why? And the uh, in the expansion pack of The Witcher 3 they included giant spiders and I wasn't happy about that. But I still beat it 
with my eyes partially closed. <laughs> <laughs> you would go to like a town, and it would the the houses were covered in 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 spider webs. I'm like, if if spiders were that big, I'd just want to die. I wouldn't want to fight to live. Like it's not worth living. If spiders <laughs> are so the sizes of tanks. Like that's for death. Eight legged freaks. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So. It's just like how I watch Raw. That's why I brought it up. With partially closed eyes so I don't have to be subjected to the <laughs> horror that is happening in front of me. No, I'm just kidding. But we are on to our first segment of the day. Of the and day. And it's called... It's called First Segment of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, it looks like you want to say something. Were you, were you expecting me to sing or something? Yeah. I thought you had a... I haven't, know, I haven't of... worked one out, but... Uh... Some sort of rap ready for with. us also. <laughs> one good. One bad. One good, one bad. There we go. Oh, I like it. That'll do. Off the cusp. Unlike Jason, who needs lots of preparation, Jordan is able to be on the spot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually very impressed with what Jason brought today. <laughs> it was pretty good. All right, so who wants to kick it off? Uh, I guess it's going to be me. <laughs> go ahead. It's going to be All me. right. So, my one good out of all of this. Now, there was a lot of wrestling. There's a lot of promotions to cover. But I'm going to go with one that is also supposed to be Ryan's. So, I just want to say that in advance. <laughs> Alistair Black and KO. I love what they're doing here. I love where this storyline is going. It fit right into why Randy Orton was able to win so easily. So, you're able to get that done quick. And I didn't mind it because I'm excited for what's to come. So they finally did something really well here. And I'm excited to see what these two guys come up with. Two great wrestlers. They're both pretty good on the mic. Good characters. I'm excited. Two guys that we haven't seen enough of as of late. Yeah, for sure. It means we're going to see more of them. I'm always on board with that. I I think I've missed something. Why why does he have a dodgy eye? Because Alistair uh, came to help out Rey Mysterio. Uh, back when the whole eye for an eye thing was uh, was oh, happening, yeah. and, he, and got, he got yeah. yeah he got the eye injury and had been off uh, off screen since then, and I guess he's taken it out on Kevin Owens at this point. And I'm sure we'll find out why. Lovely. Do they have any beef that goes back to NXT? <clears throat> I feel like there might have been. I don't think they were on NXT together. I don't think they overlapped, no, I... did they? Uh, not to I wasn't sure remember. if he bounced down, and no. I don't remember. I thought I might have heard something. Anyway, my bat of the week is Monday Night Raw, because everything else actually pretty good. Everything else that went on, I was happy with. We'll get into it later. Paperback, as a whole. Paperback? Uh, paperback. Pa- pa- paperback. 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 Paperback novel. Are good on the whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as I look into my what paperback book full of my notes... And I see payback <laughs> written there. I did write it properly, thank goodness. There we go. It was, you know, it was good. So I got to go with the, this, this desk that they had on the pre-show. First of all, I shouldn't have to watch the kickoff show to find out what the card is going to be. Please get me invested in the storylines going into it. Because this pay-per-view would have went from, in my books, a 7 point something into the 8 point something range. In my opinion. We'll get into that Absolutely. later. But this yep. desk on the pre-show was V-shaped pointed back so you have charlie hosting this pre-show trying to take over for renee big shoes to fill and they stick her all the way back 
in like the back of the cave and everybody else is closer to the camera why but i think it's normally i I didn't watch the pre-show i won't lie but i don't think it's a different table to what they normally use i think it's the same but because it is always v-shaped or whatever but they never have somebody at the end of the v they always have them on the two sides right i whatever it usually is this looked so dumb and I don't know. I just she, read off the bat. Also, like, the she looks about five foot three anyway. So yeah, sticking her right at the back behind JBL and Booker T. Yeah, can't say I watched it either, but I, I wonder if I just maybe just a temporary thing for dis distancy dis dis distancing distanciation Distancy. is what I was going with. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> the depth perception on the camera <laughs> makes it look really weird. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sure. all things considered, that's pretty good because I enjoyed Payback. SmackDown was pretty good. Um, so, you know what? That desk and Raw, those are my downs for the week because Raw has been good lately. What was wrong with Raw in general? I found it was like, it was a confusing start just announcing all these crazy matches and I didn't know where they were going. There's one that's like, they announced them all together and one wasn't a part of it. And I was just, I was like, okay, this is a weird start. And they didn't really like, the good part there was Kevin Owens and Aleister Black. The rest was kind of confusing, full of surprise pins. I mean, it wasn't the worst episode ever. It's just not as good as the ones that have been happening due to like the storylines I find. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. That's fair. All right. So I... I have a one good, one bad for you from the world of AEW. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm lying. It is too good, one bad. I can't help myself. I'm really sorry. No. <laughs> I'm going to start with my one bad. I was super hyped over the last couple of weeks, or two, three weeks now, there has been build-up for um, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Um, there was a kind of spat between them and Matt was cut. There was a bit of colour going. There was, a, you know, another feud where they did the same kind of thing, but in reverse. And it's all been building up to, in my mind anyway, this match um, in their last show. A tables match, right? Now, I know they're not Jason's favourite, um, <laughs> but a tables match, main event, right? The match must have lasted a grand total of about four or five minutes. Right. What? It, it it was weird. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Matt ended up going through a table halfway through the the match, but it was his own fault, so that didn't count. Fair enough. I'll accept that. He was then it a botch? brought. Well, no, I think Sammy did move out the way. Like he moved away from the oh, table. Oh, so that, that's an so, actual rule. Yeah, so that's fine. I don't okay. have a problem with that. Okay. Um. So then Matt brings out this big table, puts Sammy on it, puts a chair, a steel chair, like set up right underneath the table, and then goes to get up the top rope and then jump onto Sammy through the table. But we're supposed to believe that he's, he's so weakened that he can't climb the turnbuckle, right? So he's like scrambling, he falls down a little right. bit. The match has been four minutes long. What's going on here? And then he gets thrown off the top rope through the table, end of the match. And I'm thinking, right, well, that's that then. What? Now, Was someone hurt? Well, that's what it, it kind of looked like is why they'd done that. But actually, it's now on, on social media and stuff, they've come out and said that their feud is not over. And at 
AEW All Out, their pay-per-view this Saturday. Uh, they're going to have an, a match between Matt and Sammy. The stipulation is, if Matt loses, he has to leave AEW. Now, Matt has only been in AEW for about 25 minutes, so I'm yeah. guessing he's going to win that match, right? It's just strange, and we were we were talking about uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we went on the air, Jordan. Uh, why put that stipulation or that gimmick out there if you a you're not going to use it, or it would be weird to use it, and b if it's if using it makes no sense. Yeah, is, yeah. Like, like I I have no problem if this was like an end of career type thing. And and maybe Matt is hurt more than we know, and maybe he does need to leave wrestling. I I don't know, but at the minute we had a pretty lackluster table match, and now we've got a match where I just I don't believe Matt can lose because he's only been with the company for four or five months. It's very bizarre. So that that is my my one bad. I'm just a little bit confused. However, I will say. The feud between the two in the wrestling is very good. There's just not enough of it. Is he broken Matt right now, or is he just regular Matt Hardy? He is Matt, um, Matt Hardy, and he breaks into different personas. So he's got Big Money Matt, and then he's got uh, Version 1, and then he's got um, Broken Matt. So he kind of alternates between it. He's a bit of a schizophrenic character. Okay, because I was wondering if he could leave, come back as Broken. And come back as broken. Yeah, I mean, here, I'll take that if that's the way they're going with it. Um, My one slash two, good. Um, The one thing I wanted to bring up in particular was Brody Lee. (laughs) Again, another great showing from him. Obviously, he came out to celebrate the fact that he has won the TNT Championship. um, Gave an incredible promo, even to the point where... (laughs) One of his guys that's in the Dark Order with him, Stu, Stu Grayson, I think his name is, uh, tried to say, oh, Brody, Brody, I, I love you. I think you're great. You're the best. And Brody just sucked him one right in the mouth, <laughs> um, <laughs> which was just great to watch. So I was quite chuffed about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's really showing what WWE missed out on in Luke Harper slash Brody Lee, uh, he can cut an incredible promo, but making a guy like that not have a voice in WWE was just ridiculous. Yeah, he was Such like a, a mute. Shame. He was a mute. Exactly. In WWE. Yeah. It's true. The complete yeah, opposite. It's, it's never allowed to talk. It's madness. Basically. Yeah. Um, the one thing I just wanted to bring up as well was actually the uh, women's title match at All Out will be a cross promotion title match. So you have the champion of uh, the women's champion of AEW versus the women's champion of NWA. Really? Um, Yeah, I I thought that's a really really clever, um, really clever way of kind of building your roster. So I don't know if they're going to be have a partnership with them or or what's going to happen there. Um, But this kind of AEW NWA alliance seems. Like it's kind of going somewhere yeah. um, and that might be quite interesting to see which wrestlers kind of transfer back and forward and, and whatnot. I so love that. I just thought I'd bring that up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome. Jason, you want, you want me to go before you or? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I will go next. Uh, I'll start with my one bad uh, as well because I'm pretty sure this is my one bad last week 
or the week before because it's once again retribution. Um, I don't completely understand. It almost seems like they're figuring it out as they go along, which is, of course, the best way to go about this meant to be this major um, company impacting angle. So they don't show up at SummerSlam. Uh, I don't believe they showed up at SmackDown before Payback. They don't show up at Payback. They finally show up at Raw in maybe one of the matches of least consequence. Yeah. This is supposed to be a group of people who are <laughs> uh, mad at the WWE for mistreatment, I'm guessing, or something like that. You, you, you wouldn't want to maybe interrupt the main events or a match of some bigger status and than they flick the, the lights Street Profits. On and off. Versus, we know they're coming because yeah. they have to do their signature flick the lights on and off. Uh-oh. Yeah. And then the, the show goes on. Guy switch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it was a temporary <laughs> interruption at, at most. Yeah. They, they then they left. The rest of the show went on unaffected. It's just I don't understand. This is supposed to be this invasion type thing. This is supposed to be this big threat. This <clears throat> ominous presence overhanging both promotions, and it seems they, they they're they're not allowed to be at the pay per views. They, they can't affect anything important. As soon as they name it as like a group, a ton of that's when you know like yeah, <laughs> they're marketing it, it, it or something. They have like. no credibility to me right now. It's because they're not going to do. They're not doing anything of consequence. They're they're kicking cars and whatnot. I think yeah. So far, they've been involved in lower mid-card matches or they've turned the lights off or beat up a security guard and then the only time it gets mentioned on any show is oh yeah we've uh we've heightened our security yeah yeah what do you mean you heightened your security what does that the mean? best security guard they had <laughs> was guarding raw underground that giant dude upstairs yeah, guy. they have a bunch of jobbers yeah yeah i don't know yeah, so that that uh, just more confusion from them. I, I don't I don't find them interesting because they haven't given they haven't like up the stakes or, yeah. or done anything that that makes me think this is a serious threat to the order of the WWE. So that that's gonna be my one down. It's, it's the same way with Jason and his one down. Uh, one down. It's gonna be my one down until uh, until oh. things change or my one down. Um, how do me. they how do they have control? over the lights or anything you know that's a good point well that's yeah that's the other thing that doesn't make sense with them is is you know we saw one time they went into the production truck but do they do uh, that every and even week? then didn't it go back to <laughs> yeah like, it didn't lead anywhere why would you not anywhere? lock the door on the production truck and they threw <laughs> molotov cocktails at the backup generator yeah it's there 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 would be more security or something if they kept coming every week and just like beating sure. people up. Like, there's no security. There's that one guy that had to get the signatures for Roman Reigns. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's his name? Adam Pierce, I think, or something. Adam yeah, Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do I don't know where he came from. I don't know what his real <laughs> yeah, job is. Yeah, supposed to know who he is. But but uh, everyone's talking about Adam Pierce, yeah. and we're like, and he's just he's the most <laughs> mysterious man in wrestling. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just not taken seriously to me because they don't really care because there's not that much security. When they come in, they just yeah. do a couple a couple work punches on people and leave. So you know, what's the big deal? That's it. <laughs> they, they haven't given us a reason to care about them yet. So that's yeah. my that's my one bad, uh, my one good, and I think uh, we might be unanimous in, in considering this a good. And it's pairing Roman Reigns now back clearly as a heel uh, with Paul Heyman. He is now a Paul Heyman guy. Roman is not bad on the mic, but he's never been great on the no. mic. Suffering succotash. 
There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Exhibit A uh, of that. So not only making him more credible as a heel instead of just being a big guy uh, who likes to beat people up, uh, they give him Paul Heyman as this this sort of the the, the counsel, if you will. Yeah. And I, I like Paul Heyman in general, and I think he's, he's an interesting character to have, and especially with what we've learned recently with Brock Lesnar, uh, getting him involved in current programming, uh, I think this is the best way that they could have done it, WWE. And I'm really excited to see Roman now as a heel with Paul Heyman uh, by his side. Yeah. For those that don't know, Brock Lesnar's contract has expired at the WWE. He is currently a free agent. Lots of UFC fighters and such are calling him out, so we'll see which direction he goes. Yeah, Brock strikes me as the type, and you know they had that whole ruthless aggression documentary. He t- he strikes me as the type is he he's a dabbler. He he doesn't like to stay in one thing uh, for too long, and it also wouldn't surprise me if he just decided you know I'm gonna go back to my farm and in, uh, in Canada uh, and live out my life with Sable and disappear. <laughs> that that would also not surprise me at all. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go for it. But he's had a great career. He's uh, one of the best ever. So. He can do yep. what he wants, really. He'll, he'll There's no storyline for He'll be him, back right? at some point. There's no storyline. Nah, not, not no, just not. So, you know, maybe he's even nah. doing Vince a favor by staying off the books right now. And that's part of the rumor about Paul Heyman is he was sitting there making a lot of money, not doing much. But pairing him with Roman, I'm excited about it. And for us, Absolutely. Marks and Smarks, it's good to have Paul Heyman there. Because even those that don't really like Roman Reigns' return, I'm one of the ones that do, or does, you, it adds yep. something to him, right? It adds a je ne sais quoi. Absolutely. It makes him more, like I said, than just a heel who beats people up. Now he has this sort of uh, grandeur to him because Paul Heyman is that guy who can, who, who doesn't attach himself to just anyone, right? He, he really represents the best of the best. And it gives Roman a lot more credibility as a, as a bad guy. I think yeah, uh, his sure. teeth, his teeth, his new teeth make him uh, a heel. He's got those, those heel fake per- pearly white <laughs> chompers that Brad hates. They're more than pearly white. Like we said, they're like Ross's teeth on Friends. They're glow in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what do you think about yeah, so the Paul Heyman uh, joining Jason? Because you've been a fan of Roman Reigns' return. Does this deter that or does this encourage that? Um... I don't really, I mean, if he's with Paul Heyman, that's cool. For me, it's more about how he's going to act himself, if he's going to be corny Roman Reigns again, or if he's going to actually just, like he says, wreck people and leave and, and just maybe not talk as much because, you know, he's not uh, he's not the greatest talker. Um, but he's not his, bad. He's, ser- he's serviceable. His best promo that he's ever done was just after WrestleMania when he beat Taker. Remember, he came out and just got like five minutes of stick from the fans. He yeah. just stood there holding the mic yeah. and then just went, This is my yard now. And then dropped the mic and left. Yeah. That was the best promo. Yeah, that well, was good. I, his, his, his demeanor just seems better. He seems a little bit cooler and like, I don't care. I'm just coming here to wreck people. I'm the best. Like, you know, he's doing a subtle good job at being a heel so far, even though he hasn't really dived into it yet, right? Like, he hasn't done anything crazy heelish. Has he? No. Who do you think's better no. on the mic, Barrett or Roman? Uh, Roman. <laughs> uh, Brett is not good on the mic. No one thinks he's good on he's the not, mic. He's, he's better than Roman. Good on the mic. My goodness. They're they're both the same. No. They're both in no. the meh. No. 
Oh dear. But, um, Jason, what's what's yeah. your one good, one bad? Um, my one continuous bad is Raw Underground, and it continues to be a bad. I uh, don't. I I watched what happened, but I won't even comment on it. I don't care. It's horrible. I I don't like it. I don't. Ca- uh, only thing that was like it was cool that uh, the Iconics. Were yeah, in, I, I will say. say that was cool to put them in that environment. But it's not because they just um, told them if they lost upstairs, then they're no longer friends and they're lo- no longer partners. They come right down as friends. Well, that's, why she, that's why she threw her in there and she got beat yeah. up. But it's like, I don't know. It was just funny for a second to see them in that environment. But everything else was crap. Uh, I don't care about the work punches in a, in a fight club environment. It's all, it's all pish. Uh, anyways. Nice. Um, Another bad. Oh yeah, my other bad is Roman Reigns related. Even though I like everything about his comeback, I'm happy he's back. I just doesn't make any sense to me that a triple threat match can start, and then someone can insert themselves into it, but without even signing a contract. They can sign the contract once it's already started. Come in, like it just was so stupid. It jobbed out the match to me, in my, in my opinion, it was ridiculous, uh, and it should have been an epic match with those three. But it was just kind of like go through the motions. Give him the belt and continue. So that was a bad for me. I didn't have a problem with him not being in the match, but he should have turned up halfway through with it already signed. Yeah, he literally signed it in front of them. Like if he shows that it was signed and was like, by the way, I've I've been in this match the whole time. Exactly, that makes more sense. At least that's a a heel move, right? And they were having a better match than they had had on payback. That's what it's called, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pay, but how can pay, you can't sign it after it starts? It, it makes no sense. There's just no. I just hate when reality is 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 gone. Like Vince doesn't say anything. No one says anything. And he just signs it and, <laughs> and jumps in the match, and it's fine. Like it just it so sucks. Stupid. I don't like when they do stuff like that. Uh, um, you, want, you want Vince sprinting to the ring and tearing his quads again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Vince sign for it, showing up. It. He looks yeah like he needs a break. I think uh, the XFL and COVID and everything have been pretty hard on him, so prayers for Vince yeah, and hopefully he gets some sad, rest. Um, <laughs> sad to see him. Like, he's still, you know, he can still talk and he's still there and stuff. He'll kick but, all like, of he our just asses look... at once. Yeah, for sure. He just doesn't look like Vince and it's just sad to see, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's my bad and the continuous bad and my one good which like it wasn't so much good in itself but I hope it leads to somewhere good was Alexa Bliss seems to be transitioning to some sort of relevancy again instead of just being some annoying tag team partner with with um uh, I forget her name what's her name um, Nikki Cross Nikki Cross Lexi so when she took that <laughs> that mug and slammed it on the ground that's my good even though she should have taken it and slammed it on her head and smashed it that, that would be super heelish so yeah, my one good is Alexa Bliss seems to be on the path to some relevance, relevancy again, because she I loved her when she was you know actually doing things. So I hope she goes back to doing things once again. Good things, no tag teams. Jason, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but how do you feel about all these surprise pins? Um, it really depends who's doing them. If you have like, um. Uh, like the best people in your company doing them, like Randy Orton getting surprise pinned, it's garbage. You know, I, I don't, I don't like them. They, they use them all the time. Like we watch uh, what culture wrestling. They have a counter. Like the surprise roll up is the most devastating move in all of wrestling. Yeah. And they're at like they're at like uh, almost a hundred in the past couple months. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. You fight. You have this slobber knocker of a match, 
and then you're all dead, but then you just have a quick roll-up to finish, like, a match like that. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to say, um, before we move into payback, a uh, quick note on NXT. I, I know, Brad, you said you had some things, but NXT suffered another loss uh, this past week just after losing Dexter Loomis, Keith Lee moving up to Raw. Now the new NXT champion, Karrion Cross. Uh, is injured and is unable to defend the championship. But we do get on Super Tuesday next week, tonight, actually, tonight, tonight. Uh, a very interesting match. I don't know if this has ever been done before. It is a four-way Iron Man match. Never between, been done. Never been done. Between Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole. Baby! Um, Oh baby, it's gonna be an. Uh, I'm excited for that match because anything can happen. I am too. Any of those, but um, four, and this is what I want to say on that was to all wrestlers: always be ready because who knows what's gonna happen. He gets injured in the match where he wins the title. Boom! Four guys have a chance if you're the most ready. Just like Finn Balor, four guys that probably weren't in number one contender spot because they can't all be. Yeah. are now instantly all in that spot. Very but um, yep. shout out to uh, shout out to Killian Cross's promo when he was Killian giving Kill- <laughs> Killian, uh, what's Cross. Killian Cross. <laughs> what's his What's his name? Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. Shout out to him. <laughs> his promo <laughs> when he was giving up the belt. It was a very good it was promo. Very good. Um, it was very good. It was relinquishing yeah. the title. Yep. Well done. I'll learn your name when you get back. <laughs> on On NXT, we've also lost someone else. Who's that? We lost Mauro Ronaldo. Oh, yes. Mauro Ronaldo. Canadian. That's that that is mm-hmm. a real shame Mama for mia. their uh, for their uh, commentating cast. However, yes. Argue but. sorry, currently trying to debate uh, not debate um negotiate some kind of permanent deal is Wade Barrett. Oh yeah. So he was on that, that could be good. So, him on commentary on NXT, I would be absolutely fine uh, with that. I would so, love that. 100%. Yeah, that yeah. would be sick. He did very well last week as a kind of one-off, but apparently there's a bit of negotiation to get him full time. Um, and I think he would fill he would fill those shoes pretty well um, in there. So, good luck to him if he does get it. That'd be ace. I guess he could also Agreed. serve as a mentor if he's on NXT. I'm sure that yeah. must be worked in there For somewhere. Sure. Anyway. Wouldn't even mind seeing him in the heel uh, commentator oh, role. Yeah, like he would pull it off no. really well. A la JBL. Yeah. A la JBL, but like less obnoxious. Yeah. You know, more <laughs> yeah. more JBL. Wade Barrett, but in like that role, like that heel, the big guy, like a uh, former wrestler, could still kick your ass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, payback. What did you guys think of the show? Payback. What did you guys think of payback? A pay per view one week after a pay per view. Yeah, let's talk I mean, about that yeah. first off. <laughs> yeah, that that in itself almost put a damper on the pay-per-view itself. It's just you, you didn't really give time for what happened at SummerSlam to be digested and taken in and breathe. The, the thing that annoyed me most, though, was the fact that it was announced on SummerSlam. So I had never heard about this payback, and then in a pay-per-view they announce another pay-per-view and it's six days seven days away so hold on 
you've you've just told me that here forget about what happens right in this pay-per-view because in a week's time they're going to get payback what do you mean like if this was a more common thing it'd be okay if we were used to it like okay cool we have two different sets of storylines i get there's a lot of people around but to do it in this way shocked out of nowhere maybe if you're a little kid you're just like great another big show on the weekend but for all of us Mm -hmm. you know I don't know. It's a little. It's a little bit different, and definitely planning your I mean, life around it is more uh, strenuous. The one yes. thing I did wonder was: is it because of the network? So if you sign up and you get one month free rather than two pay per views, you're instantly getting three, right? That's a good point. So I wondered if it was maybe to do with that. Maybe it was an interesting. Uh interesting choice by the marketing team but i will say the pay-per-view itself was pretty good it was pretty good just in terms of the wrestling quality um the results i liked it uh, as a whole yeah it was sick i think there was i I didn't watch it until today actually um but I, i i went through it and the wrestling was solid i i really enjoyed pretty much everything that was there every match was good i just didn't have an emotional connection to most of it because i had six days notice as such you know yeah and i would say that's the most important thing when watching wrestling is the emotional connection 100 percent. that's why we watch right we watch for the suspension of disbelief and to find out what happens in the stories not just for individual quality wrestling matches and this, this show had a little bit of story because the performers did a great job. But like I said earlier, it would have went from a 7 point whatever to an 8 point whatever in my books. But there was a lot of good here. For me to Absolutely. say that, that's still a big thing, right? I mean, the best match of the card, yeah. in my opinion, was Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. I thought they had Randall. fantastic storytelling. I gave that one an 8.1. Uh, I think they're getting better nice. at the camera work. I think the multiple angles can work and worked well in that match. Yeah, I uh, I would say that was up there for me. Also, I gave I, I'd probably put it about eight or eight point five. And Whoa. oddly enough, it was one of the one of the shorter matches of the night, True. if not the shortest. But I like that after really stumbling Keith Lee into Raw uh, a few days prior, they actually made him look really dangerous against. Randy Orton of all people and I think even with that short match it doesn't weaken Randy because we know what Randy is capable of but it immediately solidifies someone who is going to be world champion one day in Keith Lee as a a, a threat and a real contender uh, in the main event picture right away which is where he should be I think the I I agree the match was the match was incredible Um, and it, it was only about six minutes long so they managed to do so well, the best match of the night in six minutes. I, th- I I like what they did on Raw last night in that they... Because if you had had Keith versus Randy and Keith destroyed Randy and then the next night he beat him, it wouldn't have made sense. What they did, though, was have that sneak attack from Randy on Keith and then he pinned Seth to get his ch- uh, chance again against Drew, which I think in terms of storytelling, works perfectly because you've not jobbed out Keith. You've said you're still 
as good as Randy, but he just caught you out in this one match. So that whole angle has really worked well. Are you guys happy about Randy winning? Yes. Yeah, I want to see that match again. Oh, I wanted him to win the first time, so if it's got to be the <laughs> second time, then fine. I'll take it. I want I want him to get the strap, man. He's been doing such good work. Uh, people say he's not giving or whatever, but look what he did for Keith Lee. He sold he sold incredibly. He made him look like a beast all in six minutes. He can make a guy's career. Well, not make his career. Obviously, Keith, Keith Lee's amazing on his own, but he helped him get that you know legitimacy on the next level. He made Keith um, Lee look really good. Credit absolutely. to Randy Orton on that. I mean, yeah. Keith Lee you could come up credit, credit to Randy, yeah. Yeah, because you could do great NXT. Uh, props to Keith Lee for that, but then you can come up and do nothing, which many people have done. So, you know, uh, I want him to get the strap. He deserves it. Yeah, Keith looks great on his own. I agree. But Randy, uh, t- to Jason's point, Randy did a really good job of selling, like, the, the surprise and the, the disbelief that this guy, this, this, this no-name in his mind was throwing him around the ring. Yeah, it, it was really well done. So that, yeah, for such a short match, it delivered, it, it punched above its weight class in that regard, for sure. What did you guys think about the women's tag team match? Yeah. Bailey and Sasha versus Shayna and Nia. Uh, the right people won, I'll say that at least. I kind of saw it coming, the right? The right Sa- people or the obvious people? Obvious and right, you know. Oh, okay. I, think it was the, I think it was the right choice. Uh, now Sasha's got no belts, no belts banks. I think we all saw that coming. That she's gonna lose it all, and then she's gonna go after Bailey. Um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler together are super dominant and could be incredible. Uh, I don't really like Nia Jax's character much, and like when she won, she, the way she acts, uh, like it just yeah. doesn't make oh, sense to God. me. She jumps, jumping around. Shut up! We won the title. Like uh, I just don't, I don't get it. <laughs> And Shayna yeah. Baszler is horrible on the mic. She's got a strange voice. I'm sorry. Like it just doesn't sound like she's she's a she's a beast in the ring. She's incredible. But then like she just sounds like weird and wimpy and like when she talks. Like I don't know. Less talking, more action. Uh, you know, am I wrong? Like, don't you think she sounds kind of weird when she does her promos? So Shayna, I, I think she she's not great on the mic and is it the fact that she is so badass in the ring and then you hear her and she's like yeah exactly i, 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 I just can't believe i won the title yeah, ex- exactly 100 like, there you go there you go that's that was a not great what impression. i expected and then on the other side of that you've got naya going we, we won the title yeah yeah it just doesn't it's weird. It's, uh, yeah. it's like pinky, pinky in the brain or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was very awkward. It was, uh, it was very awkward. It was uh, just the after match part. It, awkward I get, is the best word. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. It, it looks like they don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It it almost was like they gave them notes on what to do. Like Shayna gave a serious interview, and Naya do just jump around, and then it. She, it she just told her didn't to shut up. At all. Like, okay. Yeah, just, I guess was, I'll leave the ring. I don't How know do you guys feel? Shut up. Did I tell you guys or did I tell Jason, like, these are the types of people that would really benefit from house shows. Getting time to work together, getting time to travel together, getting time to brainstorm, getting time to practice your character. Shayna. Fair enough. I mean, look, if you're playing a character, sometimes you got to change the way you speak. Either slow down, speak deeper, speak less. Yeah, exactly. Do something that matches the character. I get that that's you, but it doesn't really match the character. 
Naya. Maybe I'm missing. Maybe I'm missing Naya's character. Maybe it's supposed to be like a really like um, up upbeat character, even though she looks menacing and strong. Maybe she's the opposite of that. Like, she's supposed, supposed to be a to be. heel. She's a great heel. Because I don't like her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In a different way. In a different yeah. yeah whatever way you want. Uh, no good. Um, speaking of good match, awkward though. finishes, that 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 gave me some question. Uh, Apollo versus oh, Bobby he's Lashley. A heel. Apollo's a heel now. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is <laughs> are they turning him heel? First of all, he taps out cleanly, yep. which you don't see a face do very often. Mm-hmm. Then he attacks the hurt business after the match for about ten seconds. Yeah, and oh, yeah. runs off. away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like Apollo was supposed to be sort of this underdog, like uh, you know, I'm a father, I'm a family man, I'm a he's good guy. A, he's a jerk. Yeah, why are they turning him to a jerk? <laughs> I, lo- I love if he just... was a jerk. I always want him to. Like, sure, he... that'd be great. But it just—it was a weird way to do it. I'm happy that the Hurt Business has a belt that is not Shelton Benjamin and the 24/7 Championship, which yeah. they need to stop him from doing if he's going to be in a serious action anyway. Yeah. But I'm happy that the Hurt Business has some gold, some legitimate gold now, because it it makes them a lot more fun to watch. They're one of my favorite things to see on Monday Night Raw. Really, when they're not in Raw Underground, Jason. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I like the hurt. Chance. How'd you? I like that. <laughs> How'd yeah. you feel about the snapshots after they won? What the hell? Yeah, was what that? was that about? <laughs> <laughs> Blurry Bobby Lashley's like eyes closed, it was cross-eyed. So stupid. Like, yeah, it was like, did, it was like yeah. an iPhoto montage or something. It, it could have been. Uh, it could have been <laughs> executed better. With, with those I, giant I sound effects. Yes. Oh, that was awkward. It seems like they're almost trying to do this, like. um this rejuvenated evolution bit yeah. like, where they're sort of like this yeah. elite group and it, it was kind of sloppy. You're right. That part was kind of sloppy, but I like the idea of it. So, oh, I'm cool so MVP sure. would be Ric Flair, I guess. MVP. Yeah. I suppose MVP Batista would be Ric Flair. Is Lashley. Uh, yeah, that's it. They don't have a front man. I guess MVP would be Ric Flair and they don't, Triple they, H, but then they, who's Randy Orton? They don't have an Orton. They don't have an Orton. It's not well thought. Maybe if they get Cedric, oh. he would be a, a Cedric Randy or Apollo Orton. could be the Orton, yeah, true. Yeah, Cedric Apollo. I'm I'm Alexi. not I'm not into them. I don't get it. No, they need a, they need a I faction just... to go against them. I think that's what would be really important right now. Right now, yeah. no one can stop them. Give me some story. For Give losers. me some. Oh, who's gonna fight them? All I can like when I think about the heart business, I think about Raw Underground, and that's pish. So, I'm. Yeah. If they're like, yeah, we're the best in Raw Underground. Yeah, well, that's fine, but I don't give a toss about Raw Underground. So <laughs> it's true. You know what? What's going to happen? Are we going to start having U.S. title matches on Raw Underground? I hope not. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I mean. God. Uh, Raw He's... Underground is just all, all the all the good spots. Get rid of them. Just have people roll around on the floor and punch each other. But but then and, it doesn't yeah. even matter. Like. I was watching Raw Underground this week and you've got this ref who's not actually a ref, clearly, because he just kind of stands there and eventually Shane goes, uh, yeah, Shane's he, the he's ref. tapped out. He's what tapped they... out, so stop what you're doing. And the ref goes, oh, is it? Okay, right, ring the bell now. <laughs> well, what's the point in the ref that's, that's That's one of the refs though, right? For like, from above yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, he is a ref. Oh, what do you call him? He called him like Bones or something. He's like, Bones, stop the match. I'm like, what, he has Bones! an underground nickname? <laughs> <laughs> Underground hey, bones. bones. <laughs> what you talking about, boss? <laughs> uh, raw underground. Ah, so he's stupid. tapped out. Sorry, ring the so bell. Ring the stupid. bell. I'm fine with these. I I'm guess, fine with uh, these little interjections of raw underground. I just hope that it doesn't 
interrupt the main story and i don't know it's it does because they put people down there so it ruins above ground if you put them down there and then (laughs) they don't welcome to above ground ground raw normal raw (laughs) it's the same raw not under so i guess we couldn't go through payback without talking about the main event i thought you were gonna say shame is a little bit oh well yeah that's another one he looks like rocky balboa what is he doing i do like the entrance that makes him into this like holographic human he's either selling newspapers or potatoes (laughs) you know yeah it's true his entrance thing looked cool but that outfit was whack good match though the entrance is cool it was a good match. It was a good he's just, match. He's just a solid, solid worker that they're using to, you know, help the up and comers like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he makes people look good. He made Big E look good. He, you know, he's a legitimate yeah. guy. You never yeah. know. He squashed Daniel Bryan, For so sure. he could always win. You never know. Uh, what about the? Just yep, before yeah. we move on to the, the the main event, anyone want to say anything about nope. Mysterio family? No. Nope. nope. Cool. So Bray oh. versus Fiend. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy they took Dominic's hood off his ring attire. I'll say that. Yeah, and they gave him a a number one contender match on Raw. Like, what the hell? Uh, He didn't win. So apparently the WWE creative listened to our podcast because we said Dominic lose the hood, and uh, he did. So thank you for that. It was all us. That's it. It was definitely... Definitely there, what other matches were there? We're missing. Uh... Um, we also had Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. Oh. Matt Riddle won. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I don't like Corbin. No. Yeah. You know I why? Like I don't care about never, Matt Riddle. He never wins. Corbin yeah. never, ever, ever wins. So why should anyone ever care? Why? Why do they use him? I don't and, get it. Yeah, seems like it's going to continue because Corbin because he's a legitimate him. champ in air quotes mm. because he won the Golden Glove thing. But why can't he? Uh, I don't know. That doesn't get mean anything some, to me now. Get him he just some wins, losing. so it means yeah. more when people beat him. Like this is the know? guy who's won the U.S. title, which is like the up and comers title. He's yeah. won the Andre the Battle, oh, uh, Andre, the, Andre, the, Andre, Andre the, the Giant the Battle, Andre the Battle, <laughs> <laughs> Andre the Battle Giant, um, Andre the Giant Battle Memorial <laughs> thing, and King of the Ring, and yeah. they're still yes. like cool. You're still lower middle card. No, he's the lowest of the low. He's like he's a he's a lovable loser at this point, pretty much. Andre oh. the battle, which giant. we will come to soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, but yeah. not interested. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the main event. Uh, I misspoke before. I said it was Bray versus the Fiend. It's Braun versus the Fiend, and nobody else. Internal struggle <laughs> until halfway through, something changes. <laughs> what did you guys think of the main event? Uh, the match the match was great I was really enjoying it I was confused as to why Roman wasn't there um, for 95% of it it was better than their payback the, match in my opinion for sure for sure Braun I think the thing that annoyed me most was nobody mentioned the fact that Roman wasn't yeah. there yeah. yeah they yeah. just kind of he was just like oh the bell's wrong and let's not talk about Roman um, there wasn't like, but wait, where's Roman? Has he signed the contract or anything like that? It's because earlier um, in the night the he said was... he'll be there eventually. Yeah, he said I'll be there. So when Paul Heyman said he'll be so there eventually, I was like, okay, well, he's going to show up in the middle of a match and win. This is so stupid. And here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Has that ever happened before where the match starts and someone isn't there? 
Um, yeah, I think it's, but it's been a specific, I can't think of an exact example, but I seem to remember it would be like an exact, like a specific stipulation was written in is that so-and-so joins the match halfway through. The only really? time I've seen it, <laughs> like the only time I've yeah. seen something like that oh, before but... is like somebody gets injured or beaten and they up go backstage back. and yeah. then it becomes a two-person match and then the third person comes out halfway through or something like that. Yeah. To just like basically house sit in the back. Where they'll have like a yeah. six-man tag so we get to see everybody. And two guys would go fight in the back and never come back. Ever for the title, though. Have you ever seen a title match? Yeah. Never. <laughs> title match? Fan. Yeah, no, that was a bit weird. Yeah. You think that's but, what um, he made Paul Heyman uh, insert? Remember, he's like, just fix this and I'll sign it. Remember? Did he, did he say, like, Roman can enter and sign whenever he wants coming in the match? Was that the stipulation? Must be. Nah. It yeah. Must be nice to just be but, able to put uh, that in your contract. Like, cool. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I said this to you guys before. I wouldn't have a problem with him coming out at the end and just being like hey here's the sign thing i'm actually part of this match complete heel move you've beaten the hell out of each other and i'm just here to reap the glory i would have yeah. no problem with that as a finish because that's his new character yeah. his heel okay but for that, for him that, to come like out a... then sign it and then go to the ring i'm like well the match has already started you can't just do that yeah exactly <laughs> Ugh. That's true. Yeah. If the contract's not signed by the match start, it's. I thought it was understood that there's there's no match or there's no. See, that's what I'm saying. There is no rules. The there's there's no. Granted, rules. Yeah. I don't have a degree in contract law. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, I just want to put out there that that wouldn't be uh, common. Well, you know? clearly, no one at WWE does no. because these contracts do they mean anything? I don't know. <laughs> there's always fights yeah. as they're signing them. <laughs> Only well, once in a while they have to sign. Sure, you always Other times it. it's yeah. just. Sometimes it's important. Yeah. Sometimes eh, we don't need a contract. That, no holds barred. That all aside, what do you guys think about the Fiend losing the title in less than a week Ugh. or in a week? Ridiculous. Do they hate that family? Like I know they're giving the Fiend opportunities, but Bo Dallas, him. I think it's because he doesn't want to work as much with like the COVID and everything. Like he, that's why he's very limited usage. Bray. So I think yeah, Bray. He's got, he's got a new oh, really? baby and stuff. Yeah. But it works for his character. Oh, wow. He should be seen less. It makes him more exciting and scary and stuff. Instead of having Firefly Funhouse every week. I think it's nice I, to see him sporadically. But I think he would have been a great champion. It's it's very scary. I don't, I don't like when him? the I don't like when the championship period changes that much. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have another match a week later, like or whatever. Like I I don't like I don't care who it is. It shouldn't be hopping around. It should be a big deal and only happen like every couple weeks or maybe once a month max. Yeah. I don't know. Can't argue Protect the titles at all costs. Agreed. He, it's a shame. He's such a good worker, and I love watching him wrestle. But yeah, I think you're right. His gimmick would wear if I saw it every... And I had to watch 10 minutes of him just getting into the ring with a lantern. If I had to watch that on Raw and then a pay-per-view, I think that would wear. So maybe... He'd, his gimmick doesn't fit with um, fit with being a champion. So why don't they do what they do with Finn Balor? You have him as Bray Wyatt, and he only brings the Fiend when he really needs to. Hmm. Is that, that a way? That's the that's the that's sort of what almost changed my opinion. Because yeah, I don't like when a championship changes hands so quickly. But I remember reading on some review of payback is that the character that the fiend is 
almost doesn't need a championship belt to achieve what it's trying to achieve and it almost yeah. in yeah. in this in this writer's opinion it actually he feels they feel i don't remember if it was men or women uh they feel it works better without a championship so maybe they the fiend was meant to carry the belt to then lose it to roman i don't know but that's sort of what got me to at least see it in a different light that's what it looks and like i yeah. can sort of understand ray dropping yeah. it is less impactful than braun getting pinned by roman i think but still, yeah. I yeah. feel like I would have liked to seen The Fiend have a title run, but in hindsight, it looks like he was just going to be a transitional one-week champion, which I don't care. I hate that. Plan better, in my opinion. Agreed. But, but why would you not just leave it with Braun for that week? I, I think maybe it ties the bow on the Bray and Braun storyline, and that, that maybe Bray was always meant to sort of beat him as The Fiend. I I can't pretend to yeah. be in the mind of a WWE uh, booker because, as we know, that that is a, a difficult task uh, to do. Well, quick thing. But, um, shout out this week to Sami Zayn. Yes. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was great. He was so funny. I was dying laughing. He was great. He's, He's fantastic. So glad to have him back. Is great. Goes back More with Sammy. the title, being such a jerk. And he started going off in French. <laughs> I'm from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. To <laughs> so are we gonna get uh um are we gonna get a Jeff Sammy Icy Ladder Razor Sean match, Razor, you know? like Razor Sean oh, yeah. it'd be so I'm, good I'm, I'm so down I'm so okay with that yeah. that's sick that's true can't believe we didn't mention it he was we such a dirty hand rat. in our Montreal cards I think it's because we <laughs> talked about it amongst each other so much we were so excited about it. That sometimes True. we forget to bring it up on the podcast with the a same enthusiasm. You're right. This has been a crazy couple weeks in wrestling. Jordan's been in Wales. What is going on in the world? My goodness. <laughs> well, like you said, when you're talking about Raw, it's just overstimulating. They're throwing so much at us and not really fully fleshing out yeah. everything. So it's just overwhelming. Overstimulated, Ooh, if you will. Uh, at least we have a few weeks till our next pay-per-view, Clash of Champions, September 27th. So we got some time to breathe. Nice. Yeah, for sure. All right, so do we have time for Jason's homework of the week? Or is it being pushed? Mm. Like Roman. I think... If we could each, if we could each oh. take like five minutes. Yeah, let's, uh, let's fire through it. Really quickly? Um, yeah, yeah um, so obviously we have our theme song. Here it is. Insert theme song. Jason's homework of the week. With Jason. <laughs> With Jason. So now you're Jason again? You're not They Hate Jason? Or is that like a different character? Uh, Do you flip into They Hate Jason it, when someone They Hate up Jason's my or... fiend and Jason is my Bray. Oh, nice. Oh. Let me in. Ooh. Uh, okay, so Jason, <laughs> give, out the, give out the task. Uh, so yeah, this week um, it started... As let's name our four favorite jobbers, but then we realized like a real jobber, you know, like a Barry Horowitz. It's kind of we don't really have favorite like like professional jobbers. So I think it's just like name your four favorite lovable losers, like guys that went on massive losing streaks or guys that were only used to put over other people, even if they had you know wins in the past or minor titles, whatever. Just guys. Once you say the name, you know you think of losing more than winning. Yeah. Okay. So uh, to start us off, Wax Mamba. Whoa. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah, I, so I went with the lovable losers, uh, guys who I just remember for losing. And, uh, yeah, so I'll just go right into my top four. Number four, I put one half of the legendary tag team Crime Time. And I put JTG wow. uh, as number four for nice. me. And the reason I put JTG is he's been, he was in the WWE for almost 10 years Wow. Never won a single championship, and my brother and I, when we used to watch together, JTG was a bit of a running joke, is that anytime there was a 40-man battle royal, it'd be like, a bell would ring, and JTG be thrown over the ropes first. <laughs> it was just something we bonded over. We, we, we loved it every time it happened, because it always happened. So JTG has that, that sentimental value, I suppose, for me. So that's my number four. Number three, uh, you guys can correct me if you don't consider him to be a lovable loser, but I'm going to put Damien Sandow oh, for sure. slash Damien sure. Mizdow. Waxdow. Uh, again, the, this, this guy won money in the bank. He had all the momentum at one point, lost his cash in, and then just plummeted. Plummeted from there. He had a brief resurgence as Damien Mizdow, which I thought was, <laughs> it was great. amazing. It was great. <laughs> it was so good when it was being done, but it was the beginning of the end for... Uh, for Mr. Sandow, and all he wanted to do really was enlighten the unwashed masses, and he <laughs> could it didn't seem like they wanted him to do that. So Damien Sandow, number three lovable loser, because I, everyone loved, all the Smarks loved him, and, and I don't really know why he didn't get more from the WWE. It's a shame. Good choice. Thank you. Number two, I'm going to go with a guy who has a lot of talent and just in WWE did not come together, and that is going to be Yoshitatsu. Nice. Uh, I loved his theme song. It was one of my favorite theme songs when he was in WWE. It was like that weird, like, poppy, arising uh, <laughs> music. And this guy, I, if I'm not mistaken, when he signed to WWE, he was like an, a... A New Japan pro wrestling star or just a star in Japan. He was super well known. And I think he did some stuff in NXT for a little bit. And in WWE, I don't know if he even won a match or he won like a couple matches in WWE. But I loved his gimmick. I loved his look. I loved his theme song. So it was fun to see him. Uh, the, the once every three months they trotted him out onto WWE programming. And my number one should come as no surprise to the three of you. I've mentioned him time and time again. It's the one-man band, <laughs> Heath Slater. This man has elevated two former faction members to main event status. I'm convinced it's him in Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. The three-man band, one of the most iconic stables of all time. Uh, and the worst part, well, not the worst part, the best part about Heath is he actually was a very decent, very solid wrestler. He was good, and that's why he was a jobber for so, so long. He knew how to lose. His whole thing at one point was getting beaten up by, like, Bob Backlund and Lita and all these random Hall of Famers they would bring out, and he would sell really well. Uh, it's just so. And he had a great voice. He was good on the mic. He had a great theme song. Just how can you not like Heath Slater? He knew his lane. He stuck with it, and he, in my opinion, excelled in it, and that's why he's my number one lovable loser because I did love him. Uh, they love seeing him on TV. It was great seeing him come back uh, uh, with Dolph Ziggler when he was going against Drew McIntyre. So, he's Slater number one. All right. Good call. Some good calls. Thank you. Um, now we're going to follow up with Jordan. Quel surprise. Lovely. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I, mines are not in us. No, they are in order. They are in order. <laughs> Um, 
And number four, um, this particular gentleman is an the absolute definition of jobber. Um, was initially supposed to be used as a one-time jobber and actually became a bit of a fan favourite for all the wrong reasons. My number four is James Ellsworth. Oh, oh. yeah. Remember him? <laughs> of course, yes. Yeah. He became integral in so many storylines um, for good and bad, but I think he's definitely made the list as somebody who I will never forget as a as a lovable loser. Um, so James Ellsworth at number four. At number three, we have the owner of The Head, Al Snow. <laughs> I yes. Used to, I used to love watching Al Snow come out in matches. What do we want? Uh, yeah. Just, you know, rocking that head and everybody in the crowd. Everybody knew he's going to get his ass kicked. But <laughs> Al Snow... <laughs> Leader of the job squad. That's a good um, one. Is definitely up there. Leader of the job squad. Yeah. So good. Um, at number two, I was going to say his theme song. I'm definitely not going to do that. Uh, is Santino Morella. Or Santina, <laughs> depending on... Uh, depending on which match he's performing in. Um, <laughs> one thing I didn't actually realise, I, I, you know, we're talking about jobbers. He Canadian. is actually... Yeah, of course. He is actually a two-time IC champion, one-time United States champion, and one-time tag team champion. So I don't know if we can actually count him as a joke. He's more known for being a joke. But for sure, he's a lovable loser, right? Very well, very good um, uh, Santino Morella, definitely up there. It's mostly just because of the uh, Cobra versus Socko. It was a Royal Rumble match, I'm pretty sure. so yeah, definitely got him up there. Thanks. So. And my number one lovable loser, who has had a little bit of success uh, in WWE, but not much, um, and is now seeing some success in AEW. Matt Cardona slash Zack Ryder. Um, Good choice. He is a great talent, and it's such a shame that WWE either just couldn't fit him into the card or didn't see that talent there, or whatever it is. Um, I always thought he had, he was great on the mic. He was great in the ring. He had the, the physique for it. But for whatever reason, he was just jobbed out time and time again. So Zack Ryder slash Matt Cardona uh, is my number one. Nice, fantastic Next. list. Fantastic list. Yes, yes. Um, Brad. All right. Are you guys ready? No. <laughs> Too bad. So, number four, they dance like this. Rebella. <laughs> Emma! Oh. She had a little nice. bit of success in NXT, was in some incredible matches. I thought she had potential. She was goofy. She was funny. She's a good worker. Yeah. She's easy to hate, but she was a loser. And thus <laughs> is my number four. <laughs> now, some of these. What happened to her? She's still. Wrestling? I don't know. Yeah. Emelina. We're still waiting for Emelina. Yeah, where's yeah. Emelina? E- Emelina. What did she was like, it was built up and built up. Emelina. And it, weeks and no. weeks and weeks. Yeah, do you remember? Yes. We, and then she came out and went, nah, forget that. I'm Emma, I'm Emma. now. We're like, oh. <laughs> oh, right. And she didn't even do the dance wow. anymore. My favorite dance. No. Anyway. 
At number three, Tyson Kidd. Oh, I'm a big fan nice. of Tyson Kidd. Part of it is because his career was cut short. But while he was there, yep. bit of a joke. But he always had such funny spots. Incredibly talented worker. Great mind for the business. Sadly, career cut short. While he was there, one of my favorite losers ever. Nice. Now, if this one doesn't count, I understand. Let me know. I have his action figure above my head. Ken Shamrock. He did win a title. Uh, uh, I wouldn't call him a jobber. If not, I don't think he ever. Completely fine. I was gonna put. I mean, Tyler Ble- Tyler Breeze slash Breeze. <laughs> Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I think. Hey, shout out to them on their own. Lovable losers together. Lovable losers. So, ironic you name drop them on the, you know. Right after they just won, yeah, they finally won, just right? become the NXT champions. But, and part of that is the, the the good feel of it is they finally got something because for years yeah. we wanted them to win or we thought it was going to go somewhere and they you knew they were in a match. Fandango's not going to win. They throw in Fandango just because he's a good worker. He's not going to win. I mean, Fandango's first match in WWE, he beat Chris Jericho <laughs> yes. at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, and then like twelve <laughs> years later, he won his first title. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> and he's so good. We were he's at hilarious. that WrestleMania. I think that's the one we were at. We were at, at that WrestleMania, WrestleMania yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I have a special place in my heart for him. But anyway, they'll, they'll slot in there instead of Ken Shamrock. I had a lot of people on my list, but I've narrowed it down to these four. Really? My number one. Bret Hart. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Rude? Bo Dallas. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Of course. I love Bo Dallas. I'm so disappointed that he's not there anymore. I thought he had so much potential. He's hilarious. He he had a unique look. You don't think he could have filled a roster spot? Like, come on. He was a good worker. (laughs) Do you remember when when he used to just come out in the middle of somebody else's match and do a lap around the ring? Just go, Bo, leave! And then disappear. (laughs) You have to, Bo, leave! And then just run out. I'd die. I was like, this is amazing. This is what I want. Yeah, he was great. He Close was line great. someone, yeah, get outside good. of the ring, run around. Oh, it was so good. Anyway, Quality. that's my number one lovable loser. Great list. All right. Well, you took one of my favorites on my I'm list. Sorry. So I guess I'll start my number four See, as you Bo Dallas. You should have went before me. I know, I know you were thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> but then you were like, nah, screw him. I'm going to go last. And this is what you get. I had... I- <laughs> I had trouble with this list. I guess trying to understand what I what I meant when I asked this question. Um, so number four, I'll go Bo Dallas since you already said him. Uh, yeah, we did love Bo Dallas. We saw him live at a RAW. I remember, and he was like he was getting a push for a while. Yep. Like he was big in NXT. Amazing I didn't like his NXT. character in NXT. No, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same when he was Bo, Bo Leave with his big white trouser or little uh, speedo that looked <laughs> yeah. like a diaper. And he would run around, bowly bowl. Like he was hilarious. He, he was fantastic. Cut, he kind of jiggled a little bit. No, he had like yeah. a a very unimpressive body, and it was just like that's, it was great. And that's he the just family. And then all of a sudden, he you know he lost steam, and people didn't care about him, and he just turned into pish. You know, it was sad. Uh, um, number three, I'm gonna go R Truth uh, or K Quick or whatever, just out of respect because nice. he's he's one of the best uh, workers they've had for like he's been around forever. Back when he was with yeah. Ro- Road Dog, when they had like that tag team and they come out rapping together. What were they or, called? 
Um, I don't even remember, to be honest. I don't remember. Road dog Road and K-Quick. Yeah, <laughs> Road Dog and K-Quick. There they had, go. Oh, and they would come out with the, let's get rowdy. That was their song or something. It was pretty cheesy. But, yeah, um, yeah it went downhill from there for him. But, uh, yeah, he's obviously one of the most entertaining people they've ever had in the history of the WWF, yeah. I would say. WWE. <laughs> um, WWF. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to get sued now. Yeah. <laughs> so in both the WWE to him. and the WWF World Wildlife Fund, we do mean he that. Only had, um, <laughs> he only had one real push, I think. Uh, Capital Carnage uh, fighting Capital, John Cena. Yeah. Capital. Yeah, he was good with The Miz, too, with uh, Awesome Truth. They were really nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um, number two, uh, the OG, when any, anyone thinks of Jobber, they think of this man, Barry Horowitz. I was hoping someone would say He had, he had one yeah. merch shirt, I think, and it was a, a handprint on the back of, of the top of his back because <laughs> he would always pat himself on the back <laughs> whenever he would like almost win a match. And, um, yeah, he's just, he's known for being a, the, the quintessential Jobber, right? Mm. Barry Horowitz. Um, leading into my number one, who became a jobber, coincidentally, after Barry Horowitz beat him, <laughs> it's Hakushi, which some of you might not remember. I don't. Do you remember Hakushi? He's on my list I there. Don't, I don't. I had him as the last one, he, and I didn't say it because I was like, oh, I can't take he, that one away from Jason. He made a whole video well, about him. Because, like, <laughs> he wasn't in WWF at the time for very long, like, maybe, like, six, seven, eight months. Uh, he came in super hot, obviously, because he was like one of the best known wrestlers in Japan, well respected. So they gave him a, a big winning streak, and then uh, eventually, oh, he fought Bret Hart. He had two two good matches with Bret Hart. That Very was pretty much matches. his highlight. Great matches. Very good matches with Bret Hart. Uh, Underrated. That was pretty much the highlight of it. Then he lost to Barry Horowitz, and they decided to put him in a tag team with Barry Horowitz, one of the worst wrestlers of all time. And hmm. uh, they did these skits where Barry Horowitz would. Um, try to Americanize him and teach him, like, baseball culture and things. And it was just a big comedy thing. Like, he was turned into a complete joke. He would lose to everybody. And uh, he eventually was out of the WWF. And an uh, he still wrestles talent. to this day, which He's is crazy. So he still wrestles He still wrestles now in Japan. Um, oh, good for him. He was the guy. He had, like, um, Chinese symbols all over his body. Like, ta- like, it was supposed to be tattoos, like, fully covered when he came out. And he had white pants. Look like up. when um, the, uh, another lovable loser, perhaps Tensai. When Tensai, even used to more come Tensai, yeah. He had or, more, he had more, good more covering his body. Prince Albert, or a similar but a similar type of gimmick Prince type Albert. thing there, um, in terms <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. But Jason, why don't you put that video on the Four Jobbers YouTube page so yeah, people can enjoy it? I should. I made a video about Hakushi. I don't even know why. It's just because I remember him as a kid. Because his look was so distinct, and I just remember like all the you know, obviously the the symbols all over his body and and his, and his style. Like he was one of the first ones to do like high flying type moves. Great manager. Before it was popular, um, so yeah, I made a video about him for some reason. I don't know. I was bored back when I didn't have a job a couple years ago, and I made a video about Hakushi. <laughs> um, so yeah, Hakushi is my number one. And nice. uh, good choice. Another solid list. There's a few shout-outs I want to give here. Tori Wilson, she never won a, a title. Definitely deserving of one. Shelton Benjamin, Gangrel. Uh, I wouldn't put Shelton Benjamin. That's he's been harsh. in so many big matches, and you know he's not going to win them. He had a few titles, sure, but I feel like he's borderline. That's why he didn't make my list. Jake the Snake borderline. Roberts. Gangrel's good. 
no, 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 no. Never won a no, major no. title, like, or at least not the championship. Yeah, but he's he's a legend, man. Like, he's still a legend. You're talking about like you're talking about like modern Jake the Snake, Jake the Garden Snake. It <laughs> 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 was like when they brought they brought him back to get beat up by Stone Cold. Oh yeah, yeah. Here he cut a good promo on AEW this week. So oh, did he? Oh yeah, he's in yeah. AEW. Yeah, Jake. True. Shout out DDP Yoga. What about yep. Steve Blackman? Um, Steve Blackman. Uh, yeah, I had um, <laughs> Stephen Richards as well. Mm. Yeah, big Steve. Job cool. squad. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember um, Scotty Too Hotty? Bull Buchanan. Bull Buchanan. Yeah. Yeah. Another guy that was in uh, Right to Censor. Terrible. Yeah. Yes. The Good Father. The Good Oof. Father. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Again, turning uh, a great I was debating... character into a terrible one. I was debating the Hurricane on my list. Would you consider him a lovable loser? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you were going to yeah, put him. Yeah, sure. uh, replace him with Yoshitatsu. Replace Yoshitatsu with the Hurricane as my number two. Then, please. That makes more sense. Oh, please nice. strike. Please strike that from the record. Put it officially. <laughs> Edit it in. The books. <laughs> if, if anybody yeah, wants it. us to post these, we could always uh, make a, a Instagram post or something like that. Let us know if that's something you would enjoy. We might end up doing it anyway, mm-hmm. because no one yeah. ever tells us to do anything, which is great. Because we'll keep jobbing yep. our own way. <laughs> Much like jobbers, uh, we're here whether you like it or not. And where can we be reached, guys? Uh, we can be reached on Twitter, which is at the four jobbers. We can also right. be reached on Instagram at the four jobbers. And I believe it's that the and four spelt out, not the number four. Correct. Correct. I should probably know that. All, but... all words, no numbers. All words, no numbers. <laughs> and of course, no you, periods, could also, no uh, you could also email us at hello at thefourjobbers.com. That's not at hello, just to clarify. Yeah, no, not at, so, so yeah. <laughs> at hello so, at we all, the four jobbers. We all our own fucking email, man. Yeah. We also all have our own individual Instagrams and Twitters and whatnot. Don't you dare that's... reach out to those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> if you like. But uh, I believe those will be included in the description of the podcast post. It's pretty eclectic. You Alrighty. know, Jason, you're going to get some weird artsy stuff. Ryan, you're going to get lots of tattoos. And Jordan, you're going to get um, yep. a topless man drinking beer in the shower, beer. which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And a mind, you'll... Pretty good. You know. A lot of selfies. A lot of, selfies, a lot of heat. <laughs> your your <laughs> cat, Norman. Photos of cats. Yeah. A little bit of storm. Norman. Although Norman's gone yeah, solo he's, now. So. He's doing his own solo thing. Norman. He's got his own. He's got his own account. <laughs> Thank right. you guys so well, much for listening to another exhausted. episode of the yeah. Four Jobbers podcast. I'm sure Jordan is tired. He just finished driving six hours, then watched a whole bunch of wrestling, and then jumped into this podcast. So thank you so much. The other two guys, you know, they worked, so they're probably tired too. But nobody cares as much. No, I'm good. I'm all right. <laughs> just to clarify, and maybe this is. Not important, but I didn't drive. The missus drove. I sat in the oh, car. Oh, wow. you slept the whole way. That's a yeah. huge distinction. Wow. So, Why'd you make her drive that whole way? Yeah, that is. <laughs> because I make can't her. legally drive. Oh, okay. You That's can? a simple explanation. I yeah. thought it'd be something better. Like you, you commanded her. Or there something. we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> commanded her. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a complete dick. <laughs> I know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We will see you next week. Thank yeah. you. I love you. Keep jobbing. Is that what I Keep said last week? Jobbing. Yeah, I think so. Something like that.
<laughs> Keep, Keep going. Uh, job. Lovely.